continuing on where we left off. You know what I mean? We're at the top 30 mark now. I'm going to finish this show. I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible. All right, man. We were left off at number 30. Number 30, Big Daddy Kane. Nah, that's Big Daddy Kane. (laughs) The Kane Man. You know, for about three, four years, Kane had a nice little run. Especially with his speed raps and his slow flow and the smooth operator flow, man. Like, Kane's bars were ridiculous. And he was completely ahead of his time and the precursor to Jay-Z. You can just tell that he influenced so many hip-hop legends. Kane can just spit his ass off, man, and he, he lets you know with his presence, his confidence, and just his complete style as a lyricist. Number 29, Ghostface Killer. Man, this dude held down the woo forever, man. When you talk about Wu-Tang forever, nigga, this nigga here would not let off. I mean, the Ghostface got bars, too, now. That nigga nice. You know, he had the yelling flow. He had the, you know, the, the Wu-Tang sword style, you know what I'm talking about. So, I mean, with his contributions to the game, like Iron Man and motherfucking Supreme clientele and shit and the Wu-Tang releases. That boy just be spazzing, man. Number 28, KRS-One. KRS-One is one of the more overlooked MCs now because his reign was during the 80s, so a lot of people weren't hip to what KRS-One was doing at the time. But KRS-One was one of them niggas that loved to kick knowledge. And he had the bars to back it up. I mean, he was a part of Boogie Down Productions back in the 80s. And then in the 90s, he sparked a little solo career that was a bit successful. You know, he's known for infamously battling Nelly and shit. That shit was kind of corny. But, you know, KRS-One also was known for the battle rap shit. It was definitely with the shits as far as that. You know, with known for the classic battle against MC Shan with the bridge wars and shit, the bridges over and the South Bronx. Like KRS One is a legend, bro, and shall be respected as one. Number twenty-seven, J Cole. Cole World for the last decade has been dominating radio, dominating with his hits, his sharp lyricism, his great storytelling. And his great concepts. J. Cole's main strong suit is his concepts for his projects. And he you can see the progression throughout his career on how he just gets better and better and better and better. And he could outwrap damn near everybody in his era. That says a lot. I mean, currently the game is a lot different, and I understand that, but J. Cole would have lasted in the fucking 90s. I think Cole would have been a 30-year legend if he came out in 92 or 93. 
Number 26, Jada Kiss. I know some people are gonna be upset. Like, how come Jada Kiss not? How is Jada Kiss only a top 30 lyricist? Listen, there is a lot of technically skilled niggas up here. When you see who's ahead of them, you'll understand why. But Jada Kiss is not anything to be played with, touched, or fucked with. No one, have you never noticed that no one is really, outside of Beanie Siegel, has ever challenged Jadakiss to a battle. But, uh, you know, that's me. And disclaimer, Beans didn't make this list. I know it. It hurt a lot. It hurt a lot to not put Beanie Siegel on here. Because I know Siegel Siegel, in his prime, was a top 50 lyricist. But unfortunately... You know, it was probably between him and Common. I mean, a lot of people would choose Beans over Common. But, you know, a lot of things change. Time changes. But back to Jada, though. Jada Kiss is just not one of them dudes you fuck around with. He's the, he's the grandfather of punchlines. Every bar hits. This nigga said on a record, my guns is grandfather clock size, okay? This nigga is not to be played with. Yonk, the pride of Yonkers. Number 25, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is what we call a special MC. He's one of those rappers that comes out every 10 years that comes in and changes the game. The West Coast lyricist with his rapid fire flow, his great storytelling, and his sharp intellectual mind controlled the game for years and was even able to compete with some of the more high wire commercial acts. I mean, it's not just that that makes Kendrick Kendrick. He's also a a very gifted songwriter as well and a very, very great poet. You know, he has the soul of Pac, but he doesn't have the revolutionary part of Pac. You know, he has the, the soul of Andre 3000, but he just doesn't have 3000's lyrical ability. So... Big ups to Kendrick. Number 24, Tech 9. Now, a lot of people are going to be like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is this? Listen, man. Tech 9 is pretty much the greatest independent artist of all time. It's not even close. And, and it's crazy that this man has never been signed to a major and has attained this su- success that he has financially through his merchandise and his touring. But Tech 9 is also a very gifted lyricist. The nigga gets busy. He got the rapid tongue twister flow. He's, you know, he could slow it down for you and spit. You know what I mean? So big up to Tech 9. Number 23, Talib Kweli, BKMC. Man. Talib Kweli, man, you know, 
from the get by days, you know, even to now, I, I think that Talib Kweli is very, very sharp and very consistent. You know, <clears throat> like when I like when Talib be rapping to the current beats and be uh, rapping his uh, songs to them. I think that shit is cool, man. What he be doing when he be doing that. But um, Talib got a couple of classic albums. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit there and lie to you. But Talib as an MC, he's always on point. Number 22, Lauren Hill. Man, Lauren Hill is another one of those gifted rappers that you wish could have had a longer run. But I feel like Lauren Hill got the fuck on when she was supposed to. It was very smart. But we're not talking about run. We're not talking about sales and and world domination here. We're only talking about just the lyrics, the things you know. How, you know the things that she says like kind of stick with you. You know how you gonna win if you're not right within. Like those type of things make you think. And her poetry was just. Some next level shit. Number 21, LL Cool J. Man, throughout the 80s and the 90s, and even some parts of the 2000s, LL Cool J dominated, man. And he was just chopping niggas up with swords, you know what I mean? And he was conquering everybody that he battled. You know, from Ice-T to MC Hammer to Cannabis... Like this dude went head up with the the top, the best competition that was offered to him. Like Uncle L was just slicing through everything, man. And you know, not to mention his hits. I mean, and every single one of his projects up until his what twelve or thirteenth album went platinum. So it's not much you could do with a destroyer like LL Cool J. Number 20, DMX. Man, when DMX is was on, DMX had the potential to be the top five, one of the top five greatest MCs of all time. I think if X could have continued on that run and could have kept himself together, I think X would have been a top five MC. No doubt in my mind. From hit making to and then you every punchline hit so hard. X had so much passion. He had that Tupac passion, you know what I'm saying? And he had that great storytelling. And every, you felt everything DMX was saying. You felt that man's pain and everything that you went through, that he went through in his lifetime. Shout out to X, man. I love you, DMX. Number 19, most deaf, man, the mighty most. When Most Def dropped in 1998, man, with Talib Kweli and they formed Black Star, shit. And then he, then Most Def dropped Black on both sides. It was a rap, you know. Have you all niggas heard Mathematics and Sex, Love and Money and Close Edge and 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 um, oh no. You know what I mean? Like, most death is nasty on the mic. Somebody better tell these niggas. Number 18, AZ. Man, with the landmark 1995 album of Do or Die, 
AZ is one of the sharpest lyricists ever. That whole entire album will tell you everything you need to know. You don't even have to listen to nothing else that AZ has to offer. And you can just listen to AZ when he's on the track with Nas. Like, that nigga holds his own. Sometimes he's outclassed Nas. Like, especially on Life's a Bitch. You know what I mean? Man, listen. AZ just is intriguing. You know what I'm saying? He's just... Like, I suggest you gotta check out Do or Die for you for you to understand why I'm hyping this nigga up so much. Like, you could just tell that nigga just bleeds and shits New York, man. I think he's from Brooklyn. If I'm not mistaken. I don't think he's from Queens. Maybe he might be. I don't know. Shit. 2019. Number 17, Royce the 5'9". Um, Royce is one of those very complex rappers. You have to really listen to what he's saying to to grasp everything that he's saying. You know, when Royce first came out, you know, he was a little bit commercial, you know, and then he went into a spiral. And then once Royce got out of rehab, Eminem picked him back up on the team. And, you know, they formed Bad Meets Evil with Marshall. And they started doing their thing. Royce be cutting up now. Especially with throughout the, you know, since 2015. Royce the 5'9 has consistently put out classics. Whether it be from the Trust the Shooter mixtape to, you know, Layers to um, Book of Ryan to the Allegory. Like, and to, to the Prime Projects with DJ Premier. Royce the 5'9 is all-time elite with the with the pen. Number 16, Lupe Fiasco. Man, Lupe Fiasco deserves more respect as an all-time MC and as a lyricist, especially. I mean, this is what that brother does, man. This is what he is in the game for. Like, when Lupe Fiasco hopped on that record with Rick Ross and Wale. Like, that nigga held his own with them. Like, Lupe, I feel like, can hop on any song and put his twist to it. I mean, Lupe has multiple classic albums. And every time that nigga... Like, even his last album, Wave Files. Like, that shit... The, the, the joint, Drogus Light. I think that's what it's called. Man, listen... Like, that whole album, that whole last Lupe album, that shit went in, bro. Number 15, Method Man. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Method Man has definitely got to have a top five flow in, in rap history, man. Like, Method Man's flow is so fucking cold you know like i'll give you an example he probably attacked this like 
Like that flow is fucking bar none, man. And then not to mention his punchlines, his rhymes. You know, when Method Man was in the Wu Tang clan, you could tell that nigga was gonna be special one day. But yeah, man, Method Man, dog. That's all I got to say. Number fourteen, Red Man. Red Man. Let me tell you something, man. When Time for Some Action came out, that shit was out of there. And Redman continued to put out classic albums like Muddy Waters and fucking Malpractice was my favorite. Malpractice is my favorite Redman album. And just Redman was pretty much the precursor, one of the precursors to Eminem as far as just style, disrespect, you know, and it's just, you know, Redman's out of line. You know, Red Man out of control with the flow and the style and the punchlines. Salute to Red Man. Number 13, Q-Tip. Man, listen. Q-Tip is a legend. There's nothing really much to be talked about here. I mean, his time in the tribe, his solo career. Then, you know, him coming out with an album like and getting five mics in the source that shit's another atom bomb that was dropped onto the world man and q-tip was definitely you know just a high-pitched version of rock him and that's a big stamp number 12 i know a lot of y'all niggas is gonna be like what the fuck is you doing no nigga I don't give a fuck. Pharaoh Monch, number 12. Listen, Pharaoh Monch may not have the best flow ever, but if you listen to what the fuck he's saying, you know, I think, tech, you know, as far as technicals, if you're looking for the definition of technical skill and rap, Pharaoh Monch is the, is the, Pharaoh Monch picks sitting there, he's sitting there with the, with the fro and the smile, you know what I'm saying? He's there writing the fucking dictionary. Because this dude right here, the way he comes on a song and he attacks it, it's second to none. No matter how awkward it sounds or off-key it sounds, this nigga be snapping. Number 11, Elzai. Now, this is a person, this is the only person to uh, remake a classic like Illmatic and put his own spin on it and make it sound great. But Elzai has done more than just Elmatic. I mean, he was a part of uh, the Detroit rap group Slum Village. So, you know, Elzai was a battle rapper coming up. So, you already knew this guy goes in. Now, you know, I think he's fell off as recently as now. But before that, Elzai was a fucking problem. And every time he would do a feature, that nigga would body the shit out of it. And if y'all don't believe me, y'all need to check him out, man. Because that nigga is a beast. 
Now we have reached the infamous top 10. Man, number 10. This was a very difficult decision for me. And I'm going to have to go with Andre 3000. Andre 3000's lyrical ability is unmatched to a lot of people. I mean, coming from the South already where they were not getting respect, they were not getting radio play, and the South just had an independent mindset that we're going to break through. We're, You know, the South came in just like the West Coast came in. But Andre 3000 is a creative mind. And he's so creative that he can't even impress himself anymore to rap. You know, if you listen to Anderson Pack's Come Home and you saw how Andre 3000 just cleared the air out of that track. Like, Andre 3000 has been clearing the air out of features for 20 plus years. You saw when Andre and Q-Tip was on that song called Kids the other year. You know, that Tribe Andre 3000 thing. You know what I'm saying? That shit was nasty. Listen, Andre 3000 is one of the gifted talents of the rap game. And it's very unfortunate that he never saw his full potential. Number nine, Tupac Shakur. Man, listen. Tupac does not get enough credit for his lyricism because he wasn't a... He wasn't a multi-syllable rapper, but Pac is a poet first. The main key of lyricism is poetry. This man got whole poetry books out, but you know, not known, not, you know, and then he was also a, a battle rapper to an extent, you know, although, you know, I feel like Biggie kind of got the back and forth between the two. I think hit him up is just straightforward you know what i'm saying he's the probably the only straightforward lyricist man because a lot of lyricists are subliminal tupac was in your face and then not to mention his composing his songwriting you know his ability to write very very fucking fast I mean, Tupac is a very gifted legend, man. Number eight, Jay-Z. I know a lot of y'all are going to trip on me about this, but I don't really give a fuck. But Jay-Z is a lyricist. You know what I'm saying? It was a part of his rise. Now, he did take something from Kane, did take something from Biggie, did take something from Jazzo and make it made it his own. But, um... Jay bars is different, okay? You know, that flow is what makes Jay Jay, though. Not the lyrics, but Jay got bars, though. It's not like he he whack or anything. I think, I mean, Jay my favorite rapper, and I'm putting him number eight on this list. Very difficult decisions to be made here. Number seven, Black Thought. There's no doubt in my mind that this man belongs here there's no doubt in my mind that this nigga will give you the business there's nobody that's ever challenged black thought there's dudes that didn't want to be on the same song with him i'm not gonna name no names there's dudes that this nigga black thought made method man pull out his phone 
This nigga made Method Man one of the greatest rappers ever pull out his phone during a freestyle. You gotta be a bad motherfucker. I mean, not only his work with The Roots, but his own solo project, Streams of Thought 1, 2, and 3. I suggest y'all check that out. Number six, Big L. Man, Lamont Coleman. During his time in the 1990s, this nigga here used to just snap on everything. You know, from Ebonics to Flamboyant to Platinum Plus to the freestyle, the classic freestyle with Jay-Z and the classic freestyle with Children of the Corn. Big L's legendary status just notes that um, he's definitely a top 10 lyricist of all time. Number five, Eminem. Eminem's lyrical ability has went down a little bit. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he isn't a legend. He's definitely a top five lyricist. I I give him that. You know, Marshall's complexity, you know, and his wordplay and how he puts words together that shouldn't even fucking rhyme is second to none. Number four, Big Pun. Man, Big Pun, man, you gotta, uh, y'all don't fucking understand. Big pun said, I'll have your body fully reversed, okay? You ain't even in me glassa. Alright? Like, the lat- the Latino MC just s- was a monster. Especially during them Terror Squad days, bro. Like, pun was just a problem. Like, if you listen to Yeah Baby, Capital Punishment and shit, like... And then Big Pun really shined on them features like John Blaze and Band from TV. Like this nigga here was a fucking problem. Number three, Rakim, the God Allah MC. Man, listen. While the game was doing all that shit, Rakim came out like thinking of a master plan. Cause there ain't nothing but sweat inside my hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rakim toned down rap and made rap cool. He show up with the motherfucking gold rope chain. The, the, the motherfucking Kango hat. And you know what I mean? And he would just come up on the, and the five finger rings and shit. Like, this nigga was just so smooth with it. And, you know... Rakim wasn't really that profane. He cussed, but he ain't like, uh, you know, fuck you, bitch, you dirty slut, skank. You know what I mean? He wasn't like that. He was just cool and smooth with it. You know, he was the precursor to like Snoop Dogg. You know what I'm saying? You know. Number two, Biggie Smalls. Yeah, man. Biggie has the greatest flow in rap history, dude. That goddamn Biggie in his prime, he was hard to match, really. I mean, Biggie had definitely had the potential to be the greatest rapper of all time. I mean, some people still have Biggie as the greatest of all time, but Biggie's lyricism? I don't even know where to start. I mean, two certified classic albums. I'm pretty sure Ready to Die is Diamond by now. I mean, and then that flow. Biggie has the most beautiful flow. 
that you'll ever see. Like the big man. You know what the big man's about to do. You know what I mean? Sick of your average. Papa twist. Nigga, what? Like, I can't even talk about how great Biggie is. It's not even enough time. Number one. Nas. Yeah, man. This nigga came out the gate swinging. When I was 12, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. You know what I mean? I'm waving automatic guns at nuns. You know, like, Nas came out the gate with some crazy shit. And not to mention, coming out the gates with your first album being considered the greatest rap album ever. Which influenced guys like Elzai to, uh, you know, come out and do his own remake of that. But Nas is the greatest lyricist of all time. I mean, he does have one of the greatest battle songs ever in Ether. You know, Nas is still nasty in 2020. Got this lock since 9 I'm the truest. Name a rapper that I ain't influenced. Like, nigga, what? And Nas also has the second greatest. Second, the greatest second half of a rap career I've ever seen. This nigga has not dropped anything trash since. Um, I mean, shit, he ain't dropped shit trash since Nostradamus, to be honest. Like, the lost tapes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Still mad at Godson. Streets Disciple, even with that being a double disc, I think that was good. It wasn't a classic, though. You know, the album with the whips on the back, niggered, that's what he was supposed to call it or whatever. Um, Life is Good, Nasir, King's Disease. Um, I know I'm missing something in between. Distant Relatives, even Distant Relatives with Damian Marley was great. But Nas, when it comes to that pen and that lyricist of them bars, he's the best at lyricism. But um, that's pretty much it, though. I'm going to get the fuck on. This is part two. Conflicted. The top 50 lyricists of all time. And I'm out.